This episode of Policing Matters is sponsored by Kenwood. We are committed to providing modern turnkey critical communication solutions for today and the future. Hello and welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Policing Matters on PoliceOne.com. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. Law enforcement officers are often placed in situations where they encounter individuals with degrees of mental illness. There are varying degrees of response to a law officer's presence, from being compliant to docile to combative or assaultive. Training is important, of course, equipping officers with the skill set required to deal with the individuals appropriately. Once an individual has been controlled or transported, the scenarios continue to develop as the road may lead to a professional psychiatric detention and treatment facility, or maybe to a locked detention facility for processing. What happens next varies from agency to agency. Well, today we're lucky we have our guest, Dr. Nikki Johnson, the first chief of mental health services for the Denver Sheriff's Department in Colorado. Dr. Johnson has served over 15 years in law enforcement settings, including work with juveniles and adults. She spent seven years working with the Colorado Department of Corrections. She served on the Colorado State Board of Psychologist Examiners and as program coordinator of jail-based evaluation and restoration for the Office of Behavioral Health. She was hired by the Denver Sheriff's Department in January of 2021 to drive the strategy and performance of all mental health services within the Denver Sheriff's Department. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nikki Johnson. Thank you, Jim, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, well, can you give us a, a quick rundown, description of your roles and responsibility with the Sheriff's Office? Sure. So like you said, I started this role uh, just a little over two months ago. So um, I'm learning the ropes and really the Sheriff uh, developed this position to, to serve as his delegate in all things related to mental health. Uh, we have two different jails. We have a, the downtown detention center, and then we have another county jail that's separate. Uh, and so I'll be, I'll be overseeing all of the mental health services provided within both of those jails. Uh, I'm also there to really represent uh, the Denver Sheriff's Department and the community as a whole um, in regards to mental health services. Uh, I have three different goals that I'm going to be focusing on over the course of 2021. And uh, the first goal will be to develop a competency restoration program. So here in Colorado, we've seen a significant increase in competency-related cases where uh, competency to stand trial has been raised in their case. And once competency is raised, the entire case is on hold until they can be found competent. So uh, because of the delay and the uh, lack of psychiatric beds available, we're seeing these individuals staying in jail for a lot longer uh, than they need to. So for example, um, as of approximately a month ago, we had uh, 48 individuals waiting for a competency evaluation. 
and we had another 38 individuals who were already found incompetent to proceed um, and were awaiting restoration services. So with this program, we'll have 12 beds where we can serve that uh, ability to provide restoration services for those individuals and legal education. We'll work directly with the state, with the Office of Behavioral Health to uh, make sure that we're providing services in conjunction with, with their vision as well. Um, so that's my first goal. My second goal really is to develop, develop a crisis response team. So this will be a team of civilians, mental health professionals, um, probably somewhere around 20 individuals who will serve in both jails to be uh, a support and to work with the deputies responding to individuals who are in crisis who have a serious mental illness. Um, they'll be able to use their mental health skills and, and their de-escalation skills to handle the situation without using any kind of force for those individuals. Uh, so we'll be working hand in hand with community and stakeholders to really make sure everyone has a voice in this, uh, this project and um, roll out that hopefully this year. And then the final goal really is to look at all mental health services from entry to exit of every individual we have that comes into our custody really focusing on the community reentry piece and making sure that we have that warm handoff to the community. Uh, our goal really is for the individual to leave our custody better than when they came in because we, we provide them with the services that they need and uh, make sure they have those services in the community as well. So that gives you a little glimpse as to what I'll be doing in 2021. Sure, well, and those are great goals. It sounds like um, your focus will be on uh, those in custody at your jail. So you, you're a city and a county with the sheriff's uh, department that um, does custodial work as well as patrol, I'm assuming. Will yes. the, the training be similar for, bo for both uh, patrol deputies and the correctional deputies as well? Um, I can't speak exactly to patrol, but... Uh... You know, currently we do crisis intervention training for all of our deputies. We also do uh, mental health first aid training. Mm. And we're looking at how we can even expand on that more. So really hopefully doing some kind of trauma-informed training uh, would be beneficial for our department. Um, and really focusing on our special management units who are providing treatment to these individuals and providing them with more specialized training on, on mental illness and, and that sort of thing, a little beyond what we would normally do uh, for, for, say, ACA standards. Mm -hmm. so, so back to in custody, in response to dealing with the, those incarcerated with mental illness or showing um, signs of mental illness. Is there a plan? It sounds like there, there may be mental health professionals at the institutional level. Will there, will there be uh, any brought into the field, um, non-sworn, unarmed uh, mental health professionals in, in the patrol level, say? On the patrol level. So right now, uh, there was a program, it's called the STAR program, and uh, within the Denver community, they had a pilot program where they had a mental health professional, um, oftentimes a social worker and a paramedic 
And then also a peer navigator. So someone who's maybe um, had mental health issues or had substance use issues. And, and they have a van where they will respond to non-emergency 911 calls. Mm. Uh, and so that's been a program that's been extremely successful in our community right now, where they've been able to handle these and haven't had to call on law enforcement um, to, to assist in those cases. And likely we're able to divert a lot of those individuals from getting involved within the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it could be as easy as providing them with water or transportation, or uh, there was one individual they talked about needing a pair of shoes and um, just simple kind of issues, but issues that if we're not addressed could definitely lead to law enforcement getting involved. And as we know, if law enforcement gets involved and the person's mentally ill, a lot of times that can lead to, to jail for, for different reasons, whether it's assaultive behavior or some kind of disruptive behavior. So that's been really successful. In addition, Denver has a co-responder program where they do pair a mental health professional with law enforcement mm. uh, to respond to, to other calls. So, Okay, so... In, in coming up with these policies, um, are they developed from your office and command or do you, you include line officers and supervisors? How does that work? You know, Denver's been really transparent in everything that we do and, and tried to really uh, draw in as many people as we can. So even talking about... Um, the crisis response team or any kind of decisions that we make, we do try to draw in the line level staff who are doing the work and really getting their input um, on on what the day-to-day operations look like. Um, And and I know right now our chief of operations, he's relatively new as well. Um, And he served in another county jail prior to coming to the Denver Sheriff Department, but he's doing a very thorough review of all policies and procedures right now and making any any changes that need to be made. Um, And I know that's one of his priorities is just to really make sure that we are following policy. And if the policy doesn't apply, then then we're changing those policies. So we're kind of in the process of doing that right now. That's great. Yeah, it's great to get input from from the actual uh, operators or the tacticians that are dealing with with these uh, new changes on the street. Yeah. So before we get into um, talking about the community, I'd like to uh, take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor. At Kenwood, we make sure first responders have mission-critical radio systems that work, no matter what. When the mission is critical, no one has time for complexities or static or system failures. It has to work perfectly in the worst conditions. That's why Kenwood focuses on innovating, developing, and implementing the highest quality secure communication solutions to organizations whose mission is to protect and save lives. We ensure you will always have the lifeline you need when you need it. We make safe simple. Visit us online at www.efjohnson.com. And we are back with Dr. Nikki Johnson, Chief of Mental Health Services for the Denver County Sheriff's Department. And uh, you've, you've just taken over at the beginning of the year and you're making changes and you're, you're dealing with, uh, with 
uh, a big issue in law enforcement right now with, with law enforcement officers dealing with people with, with mental illness from mild to serious mental illnesses. What's the message going to be to the community and other agencies within the county? Will there be training or outreach to, to bring them in, let them know what you're doing? So our director of communications actually just uh, last month started a, a community newsletter from directly from the Denver Sheriff Department to all community agencies. And, and this, my new position was a part of that article. So uh, that was kind of the beginning, I'd say, of introducing me in this role and, and what my plans are for, for the department and the mental health services. In addition, I would say I'm on multiple committees that are very much community involved. So uh, we have a foundation that started here in Denver in 2018 called Caring for Denver. And it started out as a ballot initiative uh, asking for every $100 in Denver that was spent, 25 cents of that $100 would go towards mental health and substance misuse. Uh, in the community and anything we can do uh, to support those services. So uh, my understanding is there's been $30 million raised in that fund. And what they're doing with that is putting out uh, uh, announcements to have proposals. And then I'm part of that process of reviewing those proposals from the city um, to determine which ones move forward and how that money will be spent. Um, so I'm, I'm very involved in, in the community and this role will have a large piece, even though the focus is on the, the incarcerated individuals. We are constantly working with community members, whether it's um, looking at those different diversion programs, um, looking at different uh, mental health services within the community, because as we know, the majority of people we do work with in the jails get out. And um, if 95% of those incarcerated individuals are going to get out, we have to work directly with the community. Sure. So. Yeah, and that leads into the idea that, um, you know, we're, we're looking at doing something different with our chronic offenders, right? So uh, in my own community, I've seen, um, you know, the, this very small percentage of high calls for service, uh, chronic um, uh, individuals that, um, we clean up a, you know, a site that they're out if they're homeless or living on the street and uh, we get them cleaned up, get them on meds, get them back to where we think they can uh, fend for themselves. And then they're right back at it. And um, what are we going to do with the, the chronic um, call for service person? Or is there going to be some sort of um, mental illness court or community based organization that can sort of take the handoff after, you know, post-incarceration? Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good and relevant question because we see it so frequently. And uh, like I said, you know, Denver Sheriff's Department is actually the largest psychiatric provider in Denver right now. Uh, so beyond any psychiatric facility that we have, we have more mental health patients or inmates uh, than any other facilities. So this is a very huge issue that we need to address. Um, I think a couple of things, I think there are those individuals who because of the severity of their charges, they will be with us. 
Um, and there's no way to necessarily divert those individuals from the system because of the severity of their charges. However, while they are with us, uh, we'd like to expand the, the treatment services that we're able to provide. Um, we currently have a high acuity treatment unit that has 12 beds. Um, we have another male transition unit for those with serious mental illness uh, that has 36 beds right now. And what I'd like to see is just being able to expand on those services. Um, at any given time, over 50% of our population has either a history of serious mental illness or are currently displaying mental health symptoms. Um, so this issue is not going away. And I'd like to see, you know, being able to get these individuals out of their cell more engaged in activities um, and in treatment. And then on the other side of things, um, we are working, like I said, with the Caring for Denver funds, we're hoping to get a, uh, it's, they're, they're deciding what to call it, but kind of an assessment slash diversion center. And, and actually there's a space right across the, the road from the jail right now. And our vision is to kind of see these individuals who, uh, whether it's even post arrest, pre bond or, you know, pre-arrest and having officers being able to drop them off at this uh, diversion center where there would be resources available, maybe even transportation, um, some form of screening, but kind of giving them some sort of direction um, as to where they can, can get this help without necessarily entering into the system. Um, in addition, we have a solution center that's uh, one of our biggest community mental health providers is the Mental Health Corporation of Denver. And uh, they're starting a solution center that actually will have inpatient beds as well. So I can see that the diversion center and the solution center kind of working hand in hand um, and maybe people starting at that diversion center and then taking them to somewhere where it's a little longer term, maybe it's 30 days. Um, and they're able to work hand in hand with case managers to to ensure that maybe they're more successful once they do go back to the community. So those, those are kind of some things that we're working on, but I, I definitely agree with you that this is, it's not a problem that's going away and um, likely will just increase. Yeah, well, I think we, we can both agree there's no quick fix. There's no easy answer. We've seen some incremental changes in how we've dealt with them. I mean, you, you touch on a great subject and that is the Denver uh, sheriff is is the biggest provider for mental health services. I think it's the same in Chicago. I think it's the same in New York. And I think in California, Los Angeles, uh, sheriff probably are in a similar situation. So um, I think you're doing some great things. And I know you just got started. We can't expect immediate results, but we'll be keeping an eye on you and the men and women of the Denver Sheriff's Department and wish you the best. And um, how do we find out more about your programs? How, how can we um, hear more about what you're doing and, and your successes? Um, you know, you can go to the Denver Sheriff Department webpage at any time and uh, get more information and, and kind of hear messages from the sheriff as well as to the direction that we're going. And, and yeah, I'm just really excited. Um, the sheriff has a great agenda set forth for us and I'm excited to be a part of it. That's awesome. Well, welcome. And I wish you the best of luck there. And thanks for being on our show. And uh, we're going to keep an eye on you. So keep up the good work. Thanks so much. Uh, 
Yeah, you bet. So our listeners, to our listeners, thanks again for listening. Uh, What do you think? Do you have the right training programs in place? Do you have something new or innovative going on at your agency? Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Contact us at policingmatters at police1.com. If you have any questions or comments, we may um, talk about what you're saying on on the air. Um, That's policingmatters at police one that's one.com stay well and stay safe i am your host jim dudley take good care